0: I oh, yeah. I've had. So we're God praise. Church. That's what we're here for. We in the Bible tonight. We in the Bible tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Again, in Romans twelve, chapter, eight, verse one and two of being redundant, I want to say it says, I beseech you therefore brethren, Mm -hmm. by the mercies of God, that you present let the church say present Present. that's going to be a key word tonight, that you present your body as a living sacrifice holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service let the church say reasonable which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And my brothers and sisters, I told you on last night that I'm only using one subject for the rest for, for the for the night, the three nights, and I'm I'm talking about the process. Of spiritual transformation. Right. Now tell me why I came in to here tonight, and then Dr. Barber was talking about a process. Right. Oh, y'all are tired out. Do I need to sing again before y'all can read something? Else? <laughs> Amen. She was talking about a process. Right. And I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, that nobody just becomes something without God. designed to be amen, amen. Y'all. Say something else tonight. I, I was listening real close. I heard her say something about herself. She said, "I have not arrived. I, I, I've got some issues." Anybody here got issues? Huh? got issues? Well, some of y'all ain't got no issues. Some of y'all yeah. didn't raise your hand. I'm talking. About, how many of y'all got issues? Well, I want you to know, those of you who didn't raise your hand, you don't think you got issues. I'm sorry <laughs> to let you know that you got some issues. Can I get and I don't care how saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost you are, as long as you live, you're going to have some issue. Yeah, yeah. The Apostle Paul said, it's not as if I have already, I'm going to preach to myself yeah. tonight, it's not as if I've already arrived. He said, I want you to know, he said, the thing that I ought not be doing, I find myself doing, and the stuff. back on my past. I, I had a friend of mine that used to, he's dead and gone now, but he used to be in Chicago, Illinois, and he told me one time, he said, yeah, man, this dude walked up to me and told me, hey, pastor, I know some dirt on you. He said, what? He said, yeah, pastor, I know some dirt on you. He said, boy, I know more dirt than you will ever know about myself, so you take your little dirt and you on about your business. Give me witness I know some dirt that you don't even know nothing about. Uh, All of us got things that we're trying to work out. Can I get a witness? But my brothers and sisters, last night, one of the things I wanted you to take home with you is the fact that it's possible for us to transition, it's possible for us to transform, but it's not possible to do it if you don't deny if you don't denunciate the conformity of this world, are right. y'all gonna pray with me? That's what I wanted you to take home with you tonight. You have to denunciate, you have to totally denunciate the, 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 the things of this world. Because the Bible said be not, it didn't say be, it said be. Now, what is not said is just as important as what is said. And you have to interpret things within the context. Because if you don't interpret it in the context, you're going to con the text. No, I ain't got no I say, if you don't interpret it within the context, you're going to con the text. And I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, that we have got to understand, if there's not a denunciation of conformity, then you're not authentic. Well, well, you be like a lot of folks in church well, They just go to church you better it. And they play church Can I a witness they do a little church Amen yeah. yeah. I was reading I told my wife my heart was broken today I was just flipping through Because you know I don't get on Facebook very much My wife be on there Folks be hitting me up telling me Man that was a good post you put up I'm like what post? <laughs> ain't put up no posts My wife be putting no up posts Amen. I don't know how they ever get on it But my heart was broken I saw there were three pastors That's getting ready to go to prison Three pastors They showed them preaching They showed them with the churches and all that But there are three pastors That's getting ready to go to prison Because they were participating In sex trafficking Of young girls The preacher died. The The pastors. Nice churches. And what's so bad about one of the ones that got it all started, his wife and his stepdaughter was a part of it. And when they discovered it, now they're going to jail. The wife and the stepdaughter and all three pastors. And I said that, I brought that up because it makes it hard for those of us who are trying to live right, for those of us who are trying to do the right thing. But you know what? It's not hard to do right if you really want to do right. Can I give a witness? Yeah. You know, there's an old song. Can I go old school on that? Go old there used to be an old song. I think. I, I think it was from. I, I I think Aretha did it. But it says something about if you want to be a do right. A do-right woman, woman, you better be a do right huh? man. Say what now? I, I got some hip. Y'all y'all right. I got some help out here. You want to do You want to be a what? If
1: you want a do right, woman, you got to be a
0: do right man. Got to be a do right man. <laughs> Can I get with us. Well, you need to go and listen to this. And if you want to be the righteousness of Christ in God, you got to be a do-right person. That's well, that's a you can't be a that'll do. Well, there are some people who say, "Well, you know, that's enough. That's you that'll do." Yeah. And it's not enough to say that that would do. I don't care how say you could you could you can, you know come to the church twenty-four hours a day. You could even sleep in the pulpit. but my brother. And I want you to know that every day you got to take stock all over again. You yeah. can't lie on how good and how safe you lived on yesterday. You got to take stock all over again today. And so, what I wanted, what I wanted, what I wanted to leave you with last night is the fact that there has to be a denunciation of conformity. And that goes all across the board. So I don't want you to just hear that and act like that don't mean nothing. I don't want you to hear that and act like I said something real light. Because that conformity, it goes all across every area of your life. You cannot, if you have not conformed your mind, to think like a saint to think like a child of God to think like a pastor when I get up and I go out in the community, you know what I ain't got to remind myself that I'm a pastor, I ain't got to remind myself that I'm a preacher I want you to know there's some things my brothers and sisters that I avoid because I know who I am and I, and there's something that I, I, I might share in my home that I'm not going to share I ain't got no. A human being like you are. Yeah, I, I, I like a whole lot of stuff that a whole lot of folk life. But you know what? My business is my business. And when I get out in the street, when I get out in the community, you know what? I want to walk like I'm supposed to walk. I want to be Suspect That's it I tell my deacons Deacons uh, come on now. You got to be mm-hmm. Men of God yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get a witness yeah. Now 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 I, I, I don't know about, about some of y'all But see y'all, there's a lot of folk that don't go to church In Hot springs uh, They won't come to church but they sure Go to the track <laughs> y'all, Uh oh Somebody got quiet and, I must have called your number Come on (laughs) But you know God Expects Us To live A standard And tonight I I, I told you last night about the deformity, About the denunciation of conformity But I want to leave you with, With just a little bit more tonight I want to tell you tonight not only about, about conforming, but I want to talk to you tonight about making a total change. Okay. Okay. come on, come on, come on. Take so time, I, I, I got a problem, I got a problem, I got a problem. Because there are some people who have been in the church a long time. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, I've had people tell me, honey, I've been on this journey a long time. Well, you know? I hate to shock you, but I got to tell you, there's some folk been on the journey a long time in and the same run. place. Right, right, right. Yeah. Let, me, let me prove it to you. There's some people they they used to uh, brother Mike. They used to sing a song way back in the day. I've been running for Jesus a long time. I'm, time. I'm not tired. Somebody's lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, somebody No, 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 it's a a sound good. Yeah, sound good, got a good beat to it. But let me tell you something. You can't run for Jesus the way Jesus wants you to run for him and not get tired. Oh, no, you can't really run for Jesus and not get tired. Even Jesus got tired. Now, the disciples wouldn't let him rest, but even Jesus got tired. Can I get a witness? Yeah. And sometimes, y'all, we conform to different things. Now there are some people that are saints one minute, and they say, "Well, you know, Aunt honey, I ain't got to worry about that no more." Well, and some people, the reason why they ain't got to worry about certain things, they look at you. Because you still got some youth, and because you still got some things in your mind that you have to deal yeah. with. They'll look at you and say, honey, I ain't got to worry about that no more. You have reason why you ain't got to worry about it no more, because some stuff stop working after, after a certain period of time. I ain't got no help bro. Yeah. I ain't scared, you know i yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, Let me get you to understand. It's, 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 it's like one time this pastor got up and they had a competition at the church and he said, what he said, he said now what I want you all to do, I want you to come up here and sing a song about something that really means something to you and he said, what we're going to do I want you to sing about something that that really means something to you and I I want you to let this be about some type of love that you had and sing about it because it means something to you. And different ones was getting up to sing. And there was an old man, about 90 years old, uh-huh. sitting in the back. The boy, that old brother, he got up and he started walking. He come on up to the front. He said, Brother Pastor, I want to sing my song. He said, I want to sing my song about my experience. And he got the mic, and everybody was listening. (laughs) And he started singing, he said, memories (laughs) from the corners of my (laughs) mind. Can I get a witness? (laughs) All he could do was sing about the memories. Can I get a witness? Sometime because you got memories, you want to uh, assassinate somebody else that's going through some things. We got to learn how to pray mightily one for the other. If God lets you come through, don't you hate on nobody else. You pray somebody else Can I get a witness? That's got to be not only a denunciation of conformity, but tonight there's a call. Let the church say, Call. Call. There's a call for change. Uh I'm diabetic. Type Uh 2. for change. Uh Type Uh 2. Right now, just take a couple pills. But I decided about two weeks ago that I'm going to get off of that medication. Oh, yeah. And what's keeping me from doing it is that I just want to eat what I want to eat. Well, well, well. And I want to eat it. Don't y'all judge me. I want to eat it when I want to eat it. I want to eat as much of it as I want. And I used to have a philosophy that I don't have no more. I used to have and tell myself, but I want to eat it, and I just take me a couple of extra pills. But I decided that I'm going to make a change. Amen. Amen. Now let me get y'all to understand. I've been making the change and boy, it's been hard. Are y'all gonna help me? It's been hard. But you don't get nothing if you don't give nothing.
1: Because everywhere.
0: that nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Can I get witness? And so what I've been doing, Now I've been, you know what I've been doing? <laughs> I've been doing good. I'm proud of myself. I brought my levels down in one day. But I got excited, but then I'm like, okay, I gotta do some more tomorrow. And I gotta do some more the next day. And so the other day I was walking by, man, I had society some cookies. <laughs> I just house the man I said, I see y'all over there I hear you calling my name And I'm going to act like I don't even see you And keep on walking And I went over there And got me some avocados Come on, somebody <laughs> Now, the avocados don't taste as good as the cookie But you know what? I feel them Amen. Amen And you want to lose a little belly fat Get you some avocado Amen. 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 take a little minute to break it all down. Come on. <laughs> but I guarantee that it'll work. Yeah. But the point is, I had to make a change. Yeah. There's a word that I want to leave with you tonight. Right. Amen. I left the denunciation of conformity with you last night. Amen. Tonight I want to leave. This word with you, and the word is self. Let the church say self. 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 The word is self-abnegation. Abnegation. Abnegation. Well, well. Self-abnegation. Anybody know what self-abnegation is? Let me tell y'all what it is. And see, this does not just leap platonic platitudes. Come on, somebody. This is not just a collection of Aristotelian arguments. I'm talking about self-abnegation, which is very important because in, in, unless you understand self-abnegation, you cannot understand total and full transformation. Say so. See, let me tell y'all something. You can't just expect to transform a little bit well. and think that that's going to be adequate. Say so. No, we've been doing that. Folks been doing that for many, many years. That's why a lot of people be playing church. They go to church, they go to the club, they go to the track. Come on, they go get on the boat. Come on, hang out. Why y'all ain't here for me? They go get on You Year's left boat. They go to the club. Go to church. Yeah. They go all these different places and do these different things. Well, well. But then they could bust up in the church. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's not a total change. Self-abnegation is a total denial of yourself. Yes, yes, yes in every area of your life. Don't you know, my brothers and sisters, that the time that we have right now before we die, don't nobody know when you're going to die? Anybody here know when you're going to die? I know when you're going to die. I know when you're going to die. You're going to die when you die. They asked the old man one day, about 900 years old. They said, "Sir, can you tell us what is, what is, you know, what 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 is your formula for living? How did you end up living so long?" He said, "I just, I just didn't die. <laughs> I didn't die. Amen." And so what I'm trying to get you to understand is that a lot of people in church, just because you've got history in the church, just because you have overcome a few things in the church, and just because you have longevity in the church, don't you know there's a whole lot of folks that's in their seniors, they're mad. Uh, yep. Well. Mad. Yeah, they're mad than that. Because they can't do what they used to do. And they look at some of the young folks and they get mad. And you know what? It's sad that you wait till you get to your golden ages and now you become angry and miserable and bitter and nobody wants to be around you. Oh, that's said. Amen. And then you end up dying all by yourself. I work every day. I'm a chaplain for Dirksen Hospice. I have 26, 27 patients that I see every week. And I, I I have people that are terminal. Amen. I see terminal people every day. I see people who are dying every single day. And it's an awesome thing to sit there and watch people. To watch them take their last breath. To watch people trying their best to stay here. And then here you got people in the church that God has blessed well, far beyond measure. And they don't even have a clue. Right. Yeah. I work for the funeral home mm-hmm. on the weekends. I pastor the church. Well where people don't have a clue. Hmm. I work for nursing Hospice where people are doing everything to hold on to what life they have. Amen. And then I work for the funeral home where people have already expired. Yes, sir. And ever since I've been doing it, next month will be a year that I've been working with hospice. And I'll tell you, out of 32 going on, 33 years of pastoring this one church, I pastored down in uh, Northeast Arkansas for five years. But after pastoring Eureka, I thought I I've, I've had people in you. I've had people on hospice that I want to see as their pastor. But working in this every day, it has changed my life. I don't have time. <laughs> no mess. I don't have time for church politics. and the atheist and the spiritual and all of those folks who think that they got it right when they say that there is no existence of God. They believe in the atmosphere. They believe uh, in the trees. They believe in the water. They believe in all the stuff. But they believe in the product. But they don't believe in the manufacturer of the product. Say that. Say that. I Trying to tell you that there are some people in this world uh, that uh, are that, uh, Transforming in some ulterior ways. And society is now being acceptance, acceptance of those things. And even now, there are some churches that are being acceptance over those ulterior things. Somebody real quick, uh, grab your Bible and, 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 and somebody read for me Leviticus. Chapter 18, verse 22. Read it real loud. And then I'm gonna move on. Chapter 18, verse 22. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. Okay. This shall not do with that? Lie, lie. with mankind Will. as with man and womankind. But what do you mean? Don't do it. Well, I mean, what do they mean? They should not lie with them. What do they mean? Oh, uh-huh. y'all say, oh, he trying to style something. who yes, uh-huh. says it in the book? Well, uh-huh. the truth. Is so much throughout the whole chapter. If you start at verse 1 and go all the way down, it'll tell you the things sexually that you should not do. But then people come right back because of the conformity of the world, and they don't want nobody to talk about them. They don't want to look like they uh, are not accepting. But what I'm trying to get you to understand is that this is not about me. This is not about you. He says, don't do it. And if you're afraid to tell somebody not to do it, then you need to check yourself. Can I get a witness? Now Dr. Barber has already broke this thing down syllogistically. She's already broken down and gave us a a, a good way to to, to, to go. She's already laid the foundation. And all I'm doing is trying to lay a few bricks on top of what she's already done because God has put us in the same vein. And what I'm trying to tell you, there's got to be a denunciation of yourself. There's got to be a denunciation of conformity. But my brothers and sisters, I'm adamant about it because I had to go through that well, well, self abnegation totally denial of yourself amen. if I'm going to walk All right. like a man well, I'm going to be a man there you go amen there was no reason for me to marry my wife if I want a girlfriend Mercy. Amen. Because she ain't even got to go off on me, I'm gonna go off on myself. Amen. I don't want no girlfriend. I got everything I need in her. She's my friend. she's my girlfriend. That's right. She's my woman. That's right. She's my boo. That's right. Amen. Amen. And it's the most stuff I ain't gonna tell you. See y'all there too. <laughs> you got some children in here that have to be familiar with guidance. Amen? But I have to go through some things. I'm gonna tell y'all this and then I'm gonna get ready to close. See, don't play with God. God will. Always overrule you. Amen. Well, now, I hear people say, Reverend Red, they say, Well, you know, God won't over- override your will. That's true. He won't override your will for you to do what you want to do, but don't get it twisted. His will is gonna always be greater than yours. He'll let you be a fool. He'll let you go ahead and hang yourself. But in the end of the day, he's still in charge. Amen. I've had a few encounters that changed my life. And I don't know if you can see, but there's a scar from here on my head all the way back to here. There's a scar from here all the way back to here in 2013 I was preaching at the church and God was moving and the Holy Ghost was moving and there was some young men that came to church and these guys didn't care nothing about God but they came there, they was listening they was sitting on the front row and they was paying attention to God and they was really involved in the message it was a beautiful day that day sun was out and I was just so blessed to have these young men, now y'all listen to I was so blessed to have these young men in the church. The devil was mad. One young man came up and joined the church. He had just got out of prison the day before. He joined the church. And my son and I, my oldest son that was here last night, we went to the restaurant to eat. And the sun was shining. The the clouds were blue. And I was sitting there at the restaurant in a booth. The window was right here. I'm sitting here my son sitting in front of me. And I was looking out the window. I said, man, look like the weather is changing. And I want you to know that all of a sudden the wind started blowing. And you can see debris flying everywhere. It started getting dark. Are y'all listening to me? And before you know it, it got dark. It got dark. And the storm came, and the rains came pouring down, and then it really got bad, Could nobody leave the restaurant because it was raining so hard, Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting up here looking out the windows, and young ladies, y'all in the corner there, I'm trying to tell y'all something, you know what, do y'all know what happened to me? I was looking out that window, then my son sitting here, and then all of a sudden I turned. And looked at him, and by that time, pow, I heard an explosion. And I literally thought I got shot. I thought somebody had shot me. My son told me later, he said, Daddy, he said, I was sitting there looking at you. He said, but after a while, I didn't see you no more. But when you looked down on the floor, all he saw was blood. The window, a double pane window, exploded and hit me in the side of my head and split my head wide open. I put my hand up here, blood running all down. My blood was warm, running all in my ear and running all over me. And I could feel my hand. I could feel the inside of my head. And I knew I was in trouble. And I was just remembered just to apply pressure, but I I knew I was in trouble. And I'm thinking to myself, is this how it's gonna end? And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came upon me. And in my trouble, and I'm trying to help somebody tonight, in my trouble, I recognized that the devil was angry. The devil was mad at me because the word of God got over to some men, some young men, and they were blessed. And when the Holy Spirit came up over me, it gave me a sense of peace. And so they ran in there. It was chaos and calamity. They came in and got me off the floor and took me in the back. I sat down and there was a young lady in hot springs, man, she was running around and screaming and hollering. I had blood all over her. Ah! Ah! Oh, ah! I said, Psst. Psst. come here. Oh, yeah, you, you come here. I said, now, baby, I appreciate you being emotional and stuff. But see, I can't get emotion because I'm trying to hold my hand on here to make this blood clot. Because if I get to pumping and get to exciting, I ain't going to be here. So I need you to go somewhere and sit down. And in the meantime, check on 911 and see if they come. And so long story short, I ended up having 22 stitches on the inside and 22 on the outside. And I want you to know that when I looked later on, I went back to the restaurant after I had got my stitches and all that, and the restaurant, the people I used to go to every day, so they knew me. They was good to me. They came, they called, they said, "Hey, here's my insurance information. Whatever you need, we're going to take care of you. And they told me that they had a stack of towels this high that was full of blood. But all oh, my shirt, my suit was covered in my blood. But I thank God that I was covered in the blood. What like can wash away? that no help away. You see nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ, and that let me know I can't live like I used to live. I got the doubt every hour. I got a. My time is coming. I don't want to be fooling around and mess around. And the Lord call my name. And I'm not ready. I'm not where I need to be. I want to know if you have to go tonight, how many of you will be ready? Don't just wave your hand. You better think about it. a good looking wife And what ego is, it has to do (laughs) with the hardening of the attitude ain't got no help. dois <música> Sometimes I like it when I put a little money ahead. I give my wife some lunch money. Every day. I said, baby, here's a little lunch money. Yeah